Now establishing data link. Accessing. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Make It So, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Richard Smith. And I'm Mike Dawson. Hello, Mike. Hello, Richard. This week we're discussing the best Doctor of all the Star Treks. Taken a while to get around to this. It has. I, I think we've got a little bit... Oh, don't know if people like those. Yeah. Do, do you like these? Do you like them? If you don't, you might have already switched off and you can't hear us. Maybe. You might not have even downloaded the episode. Maybe. Maybe you just saw Best Doctor and thought... Fuck that. Nah, I don't, fuck I don't that. care. And if you did, then you, you don't know because you're not hearing us talk right now. So you'll never know. No. Shall we begin? Maybe we should. We have no... It's not like we do a news section or something. No. I did think... This week were, in Star Trek. I did think there were sort of a couple of emails that we could do with responding to. Well, I think I think we're coming up on our, our year programme. We are, actually, aren't so we? So I think we should do a, a an email and... Email listeners. Special hello thing then. And shout-outs and a lot for the birthday special. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Okay, so Star Trek Doctors, let's start at the beginning. Star Trek Doctors are the medical profession. Medical officers. Blue shirts. Blue shirts. Arguably turquoise. One of the only ones that doesn't change. In fact, the, the only, only one, one that doesn't, that doesn't change. change. Yeah. That doesn't make your previous statement incorrect, though, I don't think. No. Just... One of the... Unnecessary. One of the... The only. The only... One of the well, one no, of the one of the implies that there's others. more of a yeah, there's others, yeah, no. It's misleading. The, the, the first sentence was wrong. The second was correct. Mm. So, Doctor McCoy, Leonard McCoy, Leonard, Leonard Bones, Xavier McCoy, McCoy. I made that middle name up. Did you? Yes, it's not really cool. Yeah, well, I made the name up. Xavier is just always a good one, really, isn't it? It is. It's kind of like a little bit. Ooh, yeah. a little bit ooh. Uh, I don't know, just Xavier. a bit spooky. Bit. Sort of, it's, it reeks of Catholicism to me. It does a bit. Yeah. but I it, say reeks, that's pretty unfortunate for Catholics out there. I didn't mean that. I mean, it sounds like a Catholic name. Whiffs mildly of Catholicism. Whiff, it smells of Catholicism. Oh, good I don't old Catholic. I don't know how a name smells. Anyway, who cares? His name's not Xavier. It's Leonard. He's, he's the guy... Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. He's cantankerous. He's cantankerous. That's a good word for Dr. McCoy. I don't know if I pronounced it right. No, cantankerous. Cantankerous? I think people know what we mean. Yeah, we know. You want to mean. It's you know us. I mean. They're yeah. not coming here expecting no. high English. That's He's got a combustible thing. personality. Combustible. I I'm like Dr. McCoy. Thinking of other words beginning with C or K. You always thought that he knew what he was doing. Did you? I always did. I always thought that even when he was wrong, he knew best. It's one of those weird ones where, you know, even when, you know... It's his authority. He had great authority. Yes. He spoke, he meant it. You either ignored him and paid the price. Yes. Or or followed him and, and lived happily ever after. Do you know what? I always got the kind of impression... That even if he couldn't do the whole, I don't know, finding the cure at four o'clock in the morning as he's the last one on the ship about to die sort of thing. Yeah. That he could fix anything. He's the sort of guy who can fix anything with duct tape and beer mats. Well, he's got the the problem with... He's got that kind of grandfather... Did you ever have it where you, you saw your parents getting told, told off by your grandparents? No. It's quite an unusual experience. And I always sort of see... McCoy is a kind of 
granddad to Kirk and and everything and telling off yeah. the lower ranked officers. And so even though you see the Kirk and everyone else is sort of superior and you know and higher and older and everything, and then you see McCoy telling them off, so it kind of feels like. Doctors are quite weird within the ranking system because although they have ranks, they sort of exist outside, outside of, of that. It, yeah. Because your doctor, regardless of the rank, can give the captain a bollocking. And can relieve the captain of duty. Exactly. And is the only person on the ship. Yeah. Whereas if Data gave Captain Picard a bollocking, yeah. that wouldn't be a good thing. He'd probably get a bollocking back, actually. Yes. So doctors have a lot of power. It's up to them to use that responsibly. Yeah. Dr. McCoy did. Did a lot of good, helped a lot of people, shagged Dax. Oh, yeah. And just a classic figure, an icon of Star Trek. Well, he's a colloquial character as well, which makes... He's one of the rare colloquial characters within, I mean, American colloquialism. Most of the American characters within Star Trek are... You know, your generic American accent, and, you know, not, that's that's actually not the generic American accent. I don't know why I said it like that. But, you know, he's the only one. He's, he's got a, a bit of a he, southern yeah, twang. He's, he's local. He's from somewhere. He's from somewhere, not just the vast array of meaningless America, which is what most yeah. characters seem to sort of come from. It's like when you watch a making of for a favourite TV show, like, did did you ever watch the making of Twenty Four? Slight digression here. No, like, I a, never make did. it a behind the scenes or something like that. No. Audrey from Twenty Four. You know, she's got sort of like a very sort of soft American accent and not yeah. really anything sort of. You, you see her on the making of, and it's like, oh my god, and she's got a really strong American accent, and she obviously like tones it down for the show. It's really weird. So she has a crazy annoying voice in real life. Yeah. And he's quite subtle in the TV show. And, and subtle. You just, you just the subtle on purpose. Yeah, you just talk like that all the time. But, you know, because I think, you know, Audrey's voice, there's nothing wrong with Audrey's voice. Well, there's nothing wrong with the actress's voice either, but it's very, it's much know. more colloquial. Yeah. And it's much more pronounced, the American accent, which is, I think, a lot of Hollywood actors do tone it down a bit, which is quite weird. No, it's good because it sort of keeps you neutral and people have to see you as being able to become anything else, I think. And if you were known as being particularly uh, localised to an area or an accent or something like that, then within your career you'd forever be associated with that in people's minds. Yeah. James Gandalfini is another one. Yeah. Sounds absolutely nothing like he does in True Romance or The Sopranos or anything like that. I really remember weird. being similarly shocked when I heard the woman who plays Rita on Coronation Street speaking in real life. Or uh, Ross Kemp. Or Ross Kemp, yeah. Mm. In fact, any of those people, Yeah, really. So, Dr. McCoy, did he ever do any of the big saving everyone? Yeah, he did lots of big disease curing, didn't he? Yeah. He seemed to... Oh, I just trusted him so much. You, yeah. Do you think he's got, you'll be all right, Dr. McCoy's there? And he, oh, yeah, good doctor, good doctor, good but, doctor. Didn't you know? Uh, beyond anything else, he's probably got the closest doctor-captain relationship out of all of them. He's closer to Kirk than uh, now. Beverly and Picard yeah, is a different, yeah. different sort of closeness. But as a sort of male and male matey kind of relationship. McCoy and Kirk have got something very special. You got the feeling that Picard would have shagged Crusher 
given the opportunity. Yes. And um, I doubt that Kirk was ever after the same thing. No. Unless he and Spock were at it one night, McKirk was staying over and he, they felt he was left out. Yeah. Or... I don't, that's a horrid image in my mind. Or if their time at Aurora Pente lasted a little bit longer than a couple of days. Yeah, you never know you never what would happened. Bunk beds, shapeshifter gets let out. Ooh. The shapeshifter was married to David Bowie. Yeah. Or maybe the shapeshifter says, can't get... Can't get Will Shatner to get it up, so has to turn into McCoy. McCoy's older. McCoy's older. Yeah. Okay. And he was in uh, also featured in uh, Next Gen as well, didn't he? Yeah. Very old. Very old. And now he's dying. 138, according to Starfleet Records. I think he actually was that old in real life. <laughs> anyway. Did you ever see him in Gunfight at the OK Corral? No. I've Good never movie. seen him in anything other than Star Trek. It's a good movie. You always had that wig, mm. though. Who's a wig? Yeah. Was it a wig? Yeah. I didn't know it was a wig. Yeah, people think it's Kirk, William Shatner. It is Kirk. It. He no, has a wig. No, it was Dr. Yeah. McCoy. Yeah, but he has a wig as well. No. Yeah. Well, we'll leave Kirk for now. Okay. But Dr. McCoy, that, that's a wig. Yeah. Really? All yeah. Right. That makes sense, but it is surprising. Same with uh, Spock. Really? Yeah. Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. Leonard Nimoy's not bald. I didn't say he was. Spock I said wearing he wore a wig. All oh, right, okay, well, that's fair enough. And a horror. So is McCoy bald or is he just wearing a wig? No, he's bald. He's bald? Yeah. Right, okay. So is a horror. Right. And she's wearing a wig. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Excellent. What about Chekhov? That's all his own hair. But an electrical accident when he was a child means he never grew pubes. Ah. That's it. So, so yeah, McCoy... Uh, McCoy <coughs> is sardonic as well. He's quite... Uh, well... You know, he's the old, I am constant as the Northern Star. I'd give real money if he'd shut up. You know, brilliant, like... he's the he's His job is to say what we're all thinking. Yeah. Because, Effectively, yeah, he's the he's to an extent he's the twentieth century everyman when exactly when Star Trek was running, wasn't he? He was the sort of like you know the one that the audience. If I can't relate to Kirk because he's too heroic or whatever, and they can't relate to McCoy because uh, to Spock because he's an alien, then McCoy is that guy that he is most certainly that guy. He's so, stressed out by things. Things wind him up. He is. And he's there always wisecracking when you need one. Yeah, he's and he's always breaker. ready to tell you when someone's dead. Yes. Jim. Yes, he is. He has a number of catchphrases. He's dead, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. That's the one everybody always says. Yeah. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. There I, must have been others. I don't think he I'm ever doctor, actually said not, not I'm not an engineer. I'm not, you know... Not I'm a radio DJ. Doctor, not a vascular surgeon. Well, no, I am. Whoops. I'm a doctor, not a radiographer. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of that too. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, he had catchphrases, which none of the other doctors had. No, they didn't. No. To be honest, when he decides, when he goes in in, in Star Trek Two in the original draft of the script, apparently he was meant to check Spock's pulse and say, he's dead, Jim. But they decided it would be too comical. Too, too, yeah. Too comical. If Couldn't he'd said it. that, you'd, it would ruin the scene. Yeah. Ruined it. Anyway, so yeah, McCoy, 
Pretty good. Pretty good. I like McCoy. Let's this move is a, on. This is a tough one. This, this is, is a tough, be one. a tough one. Our next contender... Dr. Beverly Crusher. And... Let's we'll move on to that woman in a okay. minute. Okay. Let's skip over her. Okay. Dr. Pola- Dr. Polanski can wait for a minute. Then. Yeah. Dr. Crusher. Now this is an interesting one for the big crew battles because the next gen contingent, I'm pretty sure, is getting shoved out of this one. Straight away. She's good. I like Dr. Crusher. She's very bland though. She's a bit of a non character most of the time. She is very bland. There's not a lot of passion behind that character. No. Uh, they, there is. They put, they put all of her right passion things. into her hair. Yes. And then they left it out of the personality. Whoops. Never mind. Picard. Did Picard ever do her? No. Never, not once. Not, not like after a Christmas party. Well, they'd established by season seven that they hadn't. At I the think end they of, were going to. I think they, they may well have done in some of the time in between I, the movies. I bet they did. But, you know, like he says in one of them, is like, I felt guilty before Jack died being in love with my best friend's wife. I wouldn't feel guilty anymore after. That's me dropping stuff, I apologise. Yeah, yeah, okay. I should put stuff down yeah, and then I can't drop it. Not hold things and talk at the same time, yes. Richard. It's difficult, I know. Uh, it's so, easier now. Yeah. What was I saying? Beverly Crusher. Beverly uh, Crusher. Yeah, didn't shag Picard. I I bet they did eventually. Do you reckon? Yeah. I'm hoping they do in Nemesis 2. If they Nemesis make it. 2. I want them to make it. You Fuck this. Just call it Nemesis 2. Nemesis 2. 2. Star Trek 2. Star Trek. Star Trek 11, Nemesis 2. Or something like that, you know. That sounds like a really strange football score. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, so... So they did it. She... Uh, Spawned the devil, Satan, Charles. She did. She uh, did that. She saved a lot of people, a lot of diseases, all yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Doctory thing. We're not measuring them on doctory things here. No, not really. She did a lot of doctory things. Yeah, because she was on telly for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Gates McFadden also helped with the uh, choreography of the film Labyrinth. Did she now? Yes. Now, I've seen Gates McFadden and other things. I've seen her in a film called Taking Taking Care of Business, which was also called Filofax on its American Jim release. Jim Belushi and Charles Grodin. Jim Belushi and Charles Grodin, and she plays the ruthless businesswoman who uh, is at the dinner party at the end. I've not really seen it. I just really know of the film you mean. Yeah. She's, I've not yeah. seen her in it at all. She's only in like one or two scenes, I think. And right. that's that's it though. That's the only film I've ever seen Gates McVann in. I wonder what else she has done. Does it matter? She's very bland. She is very bland. They put all of her passion into her hair. I and then think... they dyed it blonde, which made it even worse. Out of all the next gen characters as well, she gets the least screen time in the next gen movies. It's fair to say she's she's oh, she com- does. completely marginal. I mean, Geordie gets more time in the next gen movies than she does. Damn right, though. She gets she she's completely marginalised in in There's all four of them. Nothing to write for her. They had to just give her an episode, and yeah. they were some of them were quite good. I like the one where she was sucked into a vortex. Yeah, that's a good one. And stuff like that. There were a few of them. Yeah, attached is a good one. I love attached. It's yeah, a good episode. And there's I yeah. Think, I think Riker would have gone for a. Had, had, had it not been drinks. for... Well, I think Diana might have... Diana. Diana might have, like, fucked him off a couple of times in a row. And he was like, uh, he I'm going to go have a crack at Beverly. When he was a bit drunk. And then the yeah. next day he regretted it and hopes that Picard didn't find out. Yeah, she'd never... She wouldn't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, no. 
And she'd want to, but she'd she'd hold back. And she'd hold back for the sake drunk? of Riker's career because he was just drunk and being the horn dog that he is. So we can appreciate that. Yeah, I think her for for Crusher, it's more about her relationship with Picard. That's that's her big selling thing is the fact that she's the the one that got away for Picard, which makes her interesting, even though she's not. And it's kind of yeah, yeah, it's weird. A but she's far more tolerable than the other Doctor. That was in Next Gen. I hate Pulaski. I really hated that woman. I got the feeling she was rubbish. First episode, she nearly fucking dies. Doesn't she? The child. Does she die in the child? Does she nearly die in the child? Oh, no, the second episode then she's in. Sorry. The one in the vortex? No, the one where she goes down to that planet and there's the genetically engineered children. Oh, and she turns into an old woman and you kind of think to yourself, well, she was kind of old already yeah uh yeah she she was all right i just didn't really like her because you'd sit watching her going you're not beverly i want beverly when is beverly coming back (laughs) i don't want you yeah and she also never made the obligatory guest appearance again or anything you know she never came back never came back never came back after season two that was it she seemed to be old friends with picard though I don't remember anything of her backstory apart from the fact that she shagged Riker's old man. She shagged Riker's old man, yes. And really, we're talking an awful lot about which Doctor has shagged the most people. And quite frankly, if we do that, then Bashir's just going to win. So we shouldn't really concentrate on that. No, we're not going on that. No. It's an aside. Do you think she would have shagged Riker? Had Riker? Of course she would have. Who wouldn't? You'd shag Riker if given half a chance. So would you. Well, that's true. But... But, I mean, she's already shagged his dad. Right. But, yeah, that's brilliant. She might do a compare and contrast one generation to the next. Who's got the bigger knob? Well, whatever. Yeah. Now she's doing Star Trek The Next Generation. That's not what you want to hear when you're in bed, is, you know, your dad's bigger. That would kind of put you off, really, wouldn't it? I'd leave. Yeah, I think... I'd I'd leave. That would be it. That would be the end of the game. I don't know if Dr. Pulaski could be the, would be the the caliber of woman that would make me even con- contemplate having sex with knowing my The caliber of woman. It, it would have to be somebody... I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a weird concept as it is. Cause I'm my, sorry, I'm just enjoying the caliber of woman. I'm, I don't know. I'm falling into a weird pit of despair with this train of thought. That okay, on well, let's move I, on I don't then. Like it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Julian. Julian Bashir rocks. Julian Bashir does rock. It's very hard to not just give it to him straight away. We're not going to. We're not going to, because that's too predictable. Yes. But actually, you know, there's nothing more, really, to give it to Julian than any other Doctor, perhaps. He is a much more central role. He's comparing more to, to Bones than to Crusher. He's a much more central role. Crusher, Bashir... To an extent, especially towards the end of season seven, I've said this before, actually gets more screen time than Cisco. It's ridiculous. Bashir, next to Cisco, is probably the largest character in Deep Space. I mean, the, the, Deep Space Nine is so spread out between the ensemble anyway. Yeah. But I think next to Cisco, it's it's Bashir gets the, then maybe Odo gets the most screen time, and it's kind of like it, it's really odd that the Doctor gets that much screen time and yet doesn't have a particularly special relationship with Cisco. 
It's no, very he odd. Does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a very good, not not a very good relationship. He has a perfectly fine relationship with Cisco, but there's no sort of bond between the two of them. His special relationship is with O'Brien and Jadzia. That was part of the genius of that program was that the interlinking relationships brought more characters in. Yeah. If you have a doctor link with a captain, that's very insular, but you can have a doctor and a captain both be main characters and have someone be friends with someone else and then you've got another character and it yeah. all sort of brings some in. Um, think, did, he didn't seem to do anything more from a doctory standpoint than any other doctor in particular. He's killed more people than any of the other doctors. Well, we see him sort of have the... He, he's There's different. that one with the plague on that planet and he completely fucks that up. He did fuck that he up. He did fuck that up. He I killed all of his patients. In terms of killing more people, I think it's probably because he is a wartime doctor. That's true. We've got to give him that. Who we follow throughout the He shoots the war. a lot of people. He does shoot an awful lot of people. But he saves an awful lot of people too. Yes. He doesn't kill indiscriminately. He's not a, a violent person. He is genetically engineered though. Yes, which is a little unfair. How did you feel about that whole thing? I mean, we suddenly discover he's genetically engineered. It's against the law. It was interesting. It was interesting. And it didn't, because he was pretending to be normal, it didn't pose so many questions. And it created some lovely scenes, like when O'Brien suddenly realises that every time he's lost at darts over the past four years is because Julian let him win. And it's just things like that which just made you think, you fucker, you absolute fucker. But then at other points, you just think, well, hang on, you're in a crisis and you're genetically enhanced and you've got a gun. And then it just, it makes kind of all the security officers look at it like, the doctor's a better shot. The doctor's a better, that's not fair. I, I never really trusted the Bajoran security forces, to be perfectly no. honest. I trusted Odo and then I thought everyone else was a bit tubby and a bit inept and a bit sort of, oh, yeah. I've got a gun and a job now. Yeah, you kind of thought when the Starfleet guys turned up, you were a bit more, oh, right, okay, they're there, that's They're okay. proper security. They're proper security guards. You can, they didn't do, they didn't really play up on that, the sort of, the amount of stuff that they could have done with the different forces, you know, those Bajoran medical officers and Bajoran security officers with Starfleet personnel and how the Starfleet personnel were clearly more better trained and yeah. with, you know, better equipment even. I mean, they still carried around Bajoran phasers, which will probably be crap. Anyway, long tangent. Hey, there. a phaser's a phaser. Phaser's a phaser, but... If it shoots you and kills you, phaser. your last words aren't, that was a shit phaser. No, it's not. That's it's what, you know. Ah! Yeah. That's the last. If you're lucky, if you're unlucky, you've been vaporized. vaporized and you might just get a, a fuck! Why didn't they do that to the Borg? Vaporize them. Yeah. Because they adapt. They adapt because you shoot them a little bit and they fall on the floor, right? Yeah. If you just vaporise them, if they just cease to be, and everything that they was was just vapour. Were. Everything that they were became vapour. Surely no adaption process there. No. Well, the shield is is the adaption, isn't it? I suppose, maybe. Maybe. So the first one hits the shield and goes through, Why and the second did- one doesn't. Why didn't they just sell? So, there's, there's a whole machine guns. the vaporize option creates so many fucking problems. The like you know what you were saying about the movie logic and stuff like that. Suddenly in Star Trek Six, an alarm goes off if you fire a phaser in a starship unauthorized. Never see that again, do we? 
No, we don't. I think it's because it's... Ah, why don't we? We should, because I thought it was a sensible idea. It is a sensible idea. Unfortunately, it does elbow lock your writers into making that happen every single time an unauthorised phaser fight happens. But it should. Yeah, I know. They should have done that. They should have seatbelts. I'm just thinking about it now. There were so many things that are so clearly obvious. Yeah. Seatbelts are less obvious. Yeah. I think. No sprinklers. No, they had fire suppression systems, but they just never worked. No. We have better fire suppression systems here. Yes, we do. You know, maybe the Federation should have taken a bit more of good old British fear of fire. I mean, the Great London Fire was, what, 300 years ago? And yet we still have fire doors in every fucking building in this country. We always will. We always will because we're afraid of fire so much. In this hey, country. When's the last time you died in a fire? Last time I died in a fire? Not since last Thursday. There you go. The safety precautions are working. Yep. They are. So Bashir kills a lot of people and he has some special relationships. He's out of the male doctors, he's clearly the best looking and is ladies. Yes, he is ladies. He is ladies, which does add to his cue a little bit. It does. Hmm. Then we have, oh, yeah. he has all the Section 31 stuff. Yeah, he's a spy as all well. All the stuff with Garrick. Oh, you see, because he's so fucking interesting. You see, here we run into a problem. Yes. In that he's given an absolute crap ton of screen time. Yeah, he is. And this maybe contributes to the long list of things that he's done, achieved, what have you. Plus, I mean, he's he's a very accomplished actor as well. Some people think he's quite over the top, and he does that weird thing with his voice when he shouts. It's like, you can't allow them to do this, damn it! He sort of goes a bit higher. That's exactly what he does. You know, it's not right, it's immoral! It sort of goes like, it's really weird. And and yeah, he has had more more success than any other, with the possible exception of uh, Colmini. It's had more success post Star Trek Deep Space Nine than any of the other cast members and has gone on to be in 24 and Syriana and... Um, I've only seen him in three things. Uh, Vertical Limit and... Oh, no, he's been in loads of stuff. He's, 24, Syriana, um, that one with the dragons and Christian Bell. Yeah. Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire. But for, like, a shot. Yeah. It was clearly a morning's work, if that. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been in a few things. He's gone on to have quite I'd a bit like of success. I think a lot of his success is attributable to the political state of the world at the moment and the fact that he plays a, a convincing Arab terrorist, which or Arab diplomat or Arab anything at the moment, which is a common role in film at the moment. It is. We we like to film people who aren't Arabs. As um, Arabs. He didn't look particularly Araby. Throughout Deep Space Nine, it seems no. to have come along afterwards. Although, well, I... he was supposed to be Cisco. They were the, he was his, he was yeah. the first choice for Cisco, but then he turned up for the audition without a beard, and the producers said no way. Too young, too young. But with a beard, he looks so much older. Maybe that's why he had such a significant role, because he was going to. They wanted him as Cisco, yeah, and so they still gave him the same amount of, of storyline. Mm. He's just not the captain. Yeah. Hmm. Never got Dax, though, did he? He did. Ezra. Uh, Didn't get Jadzia. Uh, you know. Let's talk about settling. I know. 
That's it, it's the, the intergalactic equivalent of going for a girl, not getting turned away and shagging a slightly less attractive best mate. Isn't it, it is exactly like that. Yeah. I shagged Dax. Did you, Ezra? Did you, oh. Ezra? Oh, right. Well, Worf had Jadzia. The yeah. guy with the translucent skull had Jadzia. Everyone in the galaxy had Jadzia except for you. Bones had Jadzia. How does that? How do you like them apples? Oh, he shit? didn't have Jadzia though, did he? He he had an earlier. He had dax. an earlier dax. Yeah, that's true. Damn. Could have had Jadzia though. Yeah, if he'd been alive, McCoy would have had Jadzia. Yeah. In fact, I... Jadzia nearly wanted him when they went back in time. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm basing it on. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm basing we it on. We should try and find something to compare them with other than sexual prowess. I've just... It seems to be on my mind this evening. I don't know why. It's very strange. It's just me in the room. I and know. It... That's what scares me. <laughs> okay. Right. Moving swiftly on to a Doctor Who isn't actually there. Who's brilliant. Where is he? In thin air. Yeah. He's hologram. He's the Doctor, or Dr. Zimmerman, didn't they? They sort of called he him. He wanted to be called Dr. Zimmerman for yeah. a little while. Now, this guy actually crops up in Deep Space Nine as well. He also crops up in Next Gen. He also crops up in... Oh, in, in First Contact. In First going. Contact, yeah. Um, this is the emergency medical hologram. Holograph. So, the Voyager ship sets out. Mm-hmm. Captain Janeway gets it lost in the Delta Quadrant and kills... A third of her crew. Including her chief including medical officer. Including her chief medical officer. Which is a blinding first move as captain. It as, sort of as, sets up her career to come, really, didn't it? it? it did. Kill your first officer and your, and your medical officer. Make a ghastly mistake and uh, get a whole load of marquee to help you run a ship. Yes. Yeah. Um, although they remain the only surviving marquee. Yes. Be interested to know what they said when they got home. They'd have been quite upset about that. Oh, no, they find out on an episode. Do they? Yeah, we said it before. They find out. Oh, Through right. the communication arrays, they find out. Oh, they're all dead. Oh, bugger. If only we had some Voyager on DVD. Yeah. I wonder. So the Doctor he... is an interesting case because the Doctor is not only a very good Doctor and a very good contender for the best Doctor in Star Trek, he's also the best character in Star Trek Voyager by quite a significant margin. I agree with you on both those points, other than I think technically in terms of doctoring, he's arguably the best because he has all the knowledge of all the other Doctors. In terms of sheer medical ability, yeah. absolutely. He is actually the amalgamation of all significant doctors. But he doesn't have that bedside manner or that ability to understand certain That's more complex true. human emotions. But he did develop it later on. Well, that was he, his character he development. He evolved and, yeah, and moved on. And so I think... Not only that, but on a number of occasions, he's a cheeky fucker. For a for a hologram, he's a cheeky he fucker. Is. When when he when he tricks people, or when he's like the only one left on board to trap the aliens in a certain scenario or something like that, he's always a little bit sarcastic. Yes, he is. And there's the evil version of him. Do you remember the evil I version? I don't remember the evil. Oh version. yeah, it was on the Equinox. There was uh, Equinox Part One or Two, which still remains one of the best two parts in Voyager. Right, was an excellent one. Where was another ship called the Equinox in the Delta Quadrant? Similar situation. Yeah. In fact, I think they'd gone looking for Voyager or something like that, and it ended up having the same thing happen to them. And then they they end up trying to travel back 
through the Delta Quadrant, but they've not had as much success as Voyager and they've had to make dark and horrible decisions and break the Prime Directive and whoever knows, who else knows what. And their doctor has been reprogrammed to take out his ethical subroutines or something like that. So their doctor is exactly the same physically, but it's just a mean version. It's a little bit like that episode of Red Dwarf where they go to the, the nice ship and the bad ship. I'd like ship to and, see that now. Oh, it's an excellent... Need some Voyager on it's DVD. An excellent two-parter. Do we it's... have any other rich fans who can send us DVDs? <laughs> because I've got no money now. No. Oh, the people will have to go and buy movies you should see. Well, the Slimline one. ones are coming out. A Voyager Slimline? They're on pre-order now. For really? The next, they're going to be released over the next three or four months, yeah. Now that's interesting. Because mm. they'll, then they'll be cheap before long. Yeah, they'll be like 79 a box, seventeen ninety nine a box. So, anyway, why are we talking about this? So... The doctor, yeah, he's got all the medical information. He's he's very, you know, he's he's great, you know. I think his character evolves more than the others. Well, it, he evolves, so therefore instantly is more evolutionary than any of the other characters on Voyager. That's really unfair. Anyway, he's yeah, he does evolve more than the other characters. He's he's more interesting because the idea of having. You know, what, what do you do next, you know, like as for your, your character to explore humanity? How do you, you know, oh, well, we've had an alien and then we had a, a robot and then we had a shapeshifter and oh, what can we do now? A hologram. A hologram who knows he's a hologram. Yeah. That's the key bit. Mm. He at no point thinks he's alive. He knows no. he's a hologram. He knows exactly how he gets treated. He understands how he's being treated because he yeah. has a learning program. And it's interesting, yeah, the episode of Deep Space Nine when you meet his creator as well and they're trying to make Bashir into the next yeah, the next one. That's when we find out he's, he's genetically modified. Checking, yeah, a GM product. A GM product. Yeah. So... Only trust organic doctors. Only trust organic doctors. So, yeah, so he's... Yeah, he's... It's interesting when you find out his sort of backstory and everything and and and... I really like the Voyager Doctor. Yeah. The Voyager Doctor is my favourite, just because he's a cheeky little bastard. Mm. And because he has some quite cool episodes. Mm. And and he's the, easily the most interesting character on that show. Yeah, and saves it from complete pain, boredom, monotony, and uh, otherwise wanting to poke your eyes out with a biro while you watch. It's a bit harsh. That is a bit harsh. But hey, why break the habit of a lifetime? Exactly. I'd like to rewatch it and and reevaluate. I would, I would love to rewatch it. So Enterprise, Doctor Flux again, one of the more redeeming features of the show. Yes, I like Doctor Flux. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one because we've got four out of five are good doctors. The, and no, Crusher's not bad. No, she's not bad. She's I just, felt she's quite... Just, she's just completely out of the running, though. I she, felt so bad about that, though. Yeah. Straight away, I didn't want to just throw her out. But you had to. Because she's so good. But she's so clearly the weakest. I know. Because she's lame. I know. She has no passion. None. <laughs> None. And that big thing was, oh, it's the, it's the 1980s. We can have women doctors now. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dr. Flux was a, oh God, what was the name? Of he was what a funny he was? alien that we're never going to see ever again who can have multi. He had four or five wives, three, he? three wives, three wives. And each of them had, had three, three husbands. husbands. That sounds weird. Do you know? Cause what? you think at first that sounds good. And then you think, 
oh, but that sounds a bit bad, actually. And then you sort of think, actually, that, that could work. And then you think, no, no, it really couldn't. And then you think, but if you were like them, then maybe it could work. And so you keep sort of bouncing well, back yeah, between the idea. Well, yeah, it's what you do, then, yeah, by yeah. hand, but... If you just suddenly introduce that rule in human society, and not the idea that all men can have three wives, but the wives have to remain faithful to the husband, but that the wives can have three husbands as well. Yeah. It's just, it's such a crazy idea. I don't what know if how you're I feel the, about that. You know, what if you're the husband with a small cock? I mean, that's going to really upset you. Your well, they wives didn't all live wanna... together. No. It wasn't like some weird No, they all kind of like just jumped around, <clears throat> didn't they? Yeah. So you get some time on your own. Yeah. Do some proper work. That's how you get to become a doctor. That, that's instead true. Instead of a, a podcaster. Yeah. Where you have to mess around, faffing about. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. But I'm either. sure if I had three... No, if I had three wives, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah. They'd all want stuff. If But if you had three wives who had three husbands... Then it might not be the nightmare. It might not be a nightmare. To be See, honest, what you you'd hope want. at least one of their other husbands was a decent provider. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd have to hope that you weren't the best husband of all three of the wives so that they were all around at your house all the time. Yeah, you'd hope that you were the sort of... Depending on what they were up for. My That's God, true. I've got it on my mind tonight. That's yes, horrible. <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. I, I apologise sincerely. I yes, I apologise for him. My hormones. Your hormones. Yeah, I'm turning into a man. I see. Yeah. Good. It's yeah. about time. So, Flox is, yeah, he's he's the only alien on the ship, apart from T'Pol. The other alien. The other alien. So um, not the only alien on the ship. Yeah, but Vulcans don't really count. Yes, they do. Because we've known them for so long. This was a new alien. He was something, he was an old alien, but he was a new alien because we've never seen them before. And... The and interspecies medical program exchange thingy. That's right. That's what he was doing. Yeah. There. And his counterpart. Well, he actually, he got a couple of episodes that were sort of rehashes of existing episodes. Mm. He, for Flock example, saves the ship. We had, yeah, we had his episode that was a remake of a Voyager episode. Yeah. The one where only he can stay awake, was it, or something like that. Yeah. And he thinks that... Uh, was it the Doctor who did that one? Yeah, everyone had to be put to sleep, except for the Doctor, and when he was there, to Paul is suddenly there with him, helping him, which is a direct remake of an episode where the Doctor of uh, Voyager has to stay asleep, and Seven of Nine suddenly there helping him. Yeah. Um... And then I think Data's Day was pretty much remade uh, as a concept rather than him helping uh, Chief O'Brien get married. Oh, well, his uh, correspondence with yeah. his counterpart on the Floxian yeah. ship or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked him. Used animals a lot. Yeah, to, uh, killed Tribbles in putting him in with Targs and things. Mm. That was cool. Yeah, he's interesting. They had that ridiculous thing where he smiles and he does that stupidly big smile on the first episode. Also Never responsible for Klingon ridges. Also responsible for Klingon ridges, not the advancement of makeup technology between the 1960s no. and 80s. No. Flocks. Flocks. Yeah. PH? Is it a PH? PH, Flocks? yeah. Flocks. Yeah. yeah. So Flocks was good. A, a good character in Enterprise. 
And I quite like the actor guy as well. I've seen him in a couple yeah. of other things. He was in so uh, Denzel Washington. Out film. of time. That was it. Not a bad little film. You know the ending as soon as you've seen the first four and a half minutes. But hey, hey. some movies are there for that. Yeah. And also, he was in an episode of Nick Tuck where he wanted them to amputate a healthy leg. That sounds wrong. It was fucked up. Yeah. They did it in the end. Did they? Yeah. Odd. Well, I don't Pay understand. you enough, I'll do it. Really? Would yeah. you do that? Would you chop someone's leg off for they enough pay money? me enough, yeah. Really? Yeah. How much would it have to be? A million pounds. Would you do it for a million pounds? I'd do it for a million easily. Would it depend it on the method that. of chopping? Well, of course it would. I mean, if I, I, do you, if I gave you a hacksaw, yeah, would no. that be fine? But no, if I had some surgical implements, would it have to be? What and about some anesthetic? Like a chainsaw or a large bandsaw? Chainsaw, a large bandsaw. Then you might have to up the price a little bit. I'm afraid. Really? Yeah. Even if you got to wear goggles and an apron. I got to wear goggles and an apron. It's the sound of the man screaming that I wouldn't want to be haunting my dreams for the rest of my life. Oh no, because we're assuming that he's asked you to do this and he's unconscious. Okay, right. So he's unconscious. And yeah, I've got a chainsaw, and I've kiss... just got to chop his leg off. Well, you've got to remove his leg in one way or another. Yeah, I'd do that. Really? Pay me enough? Yeah. Okay. Remember that, people. If you ever need a leg removing, you've got to dump load of trash a <laughs> a dump truck of cash. <laughs> then Mike Dawson will cut your leg. I'm off. your man. How long have we been talking for about these doctor people? Approximately 47 minutes. Well, let's sum up. Okay, let's sum up. Dr. McCoy, very... Uh, Dr. Crusher, out already. Yeah. Dr. Pulaski, never in. Never in. Never in. Bashir, we, I, this is Phlox and the Doctor, this one. They're yeah. the finalists. Really. They're all, it's too good to decide between them all. It's it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. I mean... I'm going to... Let's be controversial. Okay, why not? Why break the habit of a show? I'd like to propose... Yes. The Doctor. Okay. From Voyager. Mm. This would be the first time a, a crew member of Voyager had won anything... Ever. I well, think... They, they won the most shit character or yeah. something like that, wasn't Collectively. It? Yeah. Not including the Doctor. Worst character in Star Trek. Worst character in Star Trek. Okay, well, the Doctor is is a very, very good choice. And I think he's certainly... See, it's only a slim win as well, which oh, kind of, of makes it a bit bittersweet. But I think marginally he's probably the most interesting of the Doctors. I agree with you. For being a Doctor as well, which... All right, that might be a silly way to judge this matter, but it's still a little bit better than saying who'd win in a fight. And I think that's a better way of doing yeah. it. And he probably would, because you can't kill him. No. He's a hologram. Yeah. He's already doesn't exist. So, you know, you, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, for sheer amount of doctoring, he beats Bashir. And I think in terms of, you know, I think as good as Flox is... I don't think he's as good as the Doctor. Well, he doesn't have the, some knowledge of all Doctors, probably including himself. Yeah, well, this is the problem with these little summaries, is we're, we're switching between personal preference and medical slash 
physical ability. That's because which some is of... because this show is a complete mess. Yeah, and, some of them are easier to do than others. Yeah, than others. This one is re- this is really tough. I'm sure we'll have everyone disagreeing with us on this one. But yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. I'm going to have to say the Doctor. Yeah, the Doctor. Advisor person wins. Yay! never going to happen again. Enjoy it. Enjoy your moment, Voyager. Best theme tune. No. <laughs> this Best is going to be really shit and boring. boring. Turn Nothing it off interesting going to happen now. Someone will fall in love with someone they can't be with forever and all that. Or This is going to be really dull and boring. boring. Oh, no, I'd like to see it again. <laughs> I'd like to see it again. I'll watch it. I'd quite happily sit through every episode of Voyager again. Yeah. If they were right, like, I did it with DS9, you did it with DS... Well, you didn't, did you? No. I started at one... I didn't need to. ...and watched every one until there were no more left. Yes. And I will do that with Voyager. I will do that with Voyager, because Voyager's different. I'm not as familiar with Voyager. Then we can do best episode of Voyager, Voyager seasons. seasons. Yeah. Hmm. And and know more about it generally. We'll be better Star Trek fans. Well, once the if if no one's bought us them by the time they're at seventeen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine on play, I'll we'll start buying them, won't we? Maybe we'll have enough money to buy us a copy anyway yeah. one day. All right then. Um, then original series, then Enterprise, and I don't want see the to original re-watch. series is not too bad because that's only three seasons. So yeah, yeah, don't want to watch Enterprise again. Don't want to remember. Don't want to know. So that was our best of Doctors. Okay. Are you pleased with that? I'm pleased with that. I, I feel like I hope the audience isn't done. angry this time. If, you, if you're angry now, just, just fuck off. <laughs> through hoops. We're jumping through hoops here <laughs> to please you Voyager people. No, really. We're he's, not. He's we, this was, this genuinely, he was the best doctor. So, yeah. Yeah. So take your moment in the, in the, the spotlight, because yeah. it's not, it's short now. It's going to be over in five minutes. That and is. it's only lasted five minutes. Hey. So thank you for listening. We'll do the, the wrapping up bit now. Okay. The uh, d- DVDs for movies you should see, year one in the store. Sounded a bit like Christopher Walken there. Did I? Yeah. Year one. Yeah. That sounded nothing like Christopher oh. Walken. In the store, all the episodes from the first year of movies you should see the wolf. are in there on DVD. What? Big Wolf. Big Bad Wolf. You can't do Christopher Walken Have you either. seen that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. That, just a slight thing. Anyone who hasn't seen Christopher Walken reading The Three Little Pigs, please type it into YouTube. It will... Put a link in the forum. It will change your life. It will. It is so it's the te- the best ten minutes on YouTube. It's brilliant. That's the sort of thing I'd have on my chat show. So now the pig has a chin. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I didn't know he said that. He does. Yeah. It's just, now the pig has a chin. chin. He knocks on the door, but it's a straw door. So how he knocks, I don't know. <laughs> Who wrote this? So you can get those in the store. So it's every episode. They're on a DVD. They're priced eight ninety nine. <clears throat> There's six discs, and they're where possible. They're now encoded at three hundred and twenty kbps stereo, so they sound as lovely as they're ever going to. Please be aware, of course, that due to the nature of our recording methods, some episodes sound better than others. 
Some of them are If you've awful. listened to any shows by Simply Syndicated, you will already know this. So. I, I feel the grand majority of them are very good indeed. To say the situation in which we record. But uh, yeah. some of them are... Some of them have been awful. Mm. That's across the board. It's not just picking on movies you should see. No, that's all of them. So there, there, the T-shirts are gone now. You can't get one if you wanted one. You've missed your chance. Really? Yeah, they're gone. I'm putting the order in either tomorrow or Wednesday. So you can't have more? No. No more? No more. I said this about the Night Hours T-shirts. Once they, this is it. All right, okay. They're done. You You can maybe specially appeal to me if it's Tuesday where you are. You might be able to get a special appeal email into me, but other than that, phew, no more Night Arrows t-shirts because those people got sued. And I thought... Which better... people got sued? Some people got sued for printing a t-shirt with a slogan from a movie on. And granted, they I sold did... far more than us and it was a bigger slogan from a bigger movie, but I just thought... Hmm. I did think that. I know you did. did. I did did say <laughs> this, but... it was It was a... T-shirts with nobody puts baby in the corner from Dirty Dancing. And although I think you could stand up in court and go, I don't think Timeline is quite the cash cow movie franchise for the studio that Dirty Dancing is. <laughs> for Universal. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, I don't think... Probably, night yeah, good, yeah. But I think I but could still. maybe argue it's more my catchphrase than theirs now. Yeah. Much as I hate that, because I don't think it's actually that funny. But there you go. They'll be making so t-shirts soon. We're going to do one. Are we? And another movie you should see one. Okay. Uh, so don't despair. There'll be more t-shirts, possibly one day. Excellent. Uh, other than that, what else have we got? You can dig us on Dig. Vote for us on uh, Podcast Alley. Yep. You can email us. You can join our forums. They're smashing. Yes. Uh, and You can uh, listen to an array of other shows. Great programming from this network. Great. Fantastic. And the best part about it is it's free. It's all, all of free. It is free. All free. You know how this show's free? All the others are as oh, well. They are. They are. That's a good thing to point so out. So if you're interested in society, culture, music, or movies, or... Men in houses. Men in houses. Yes. Your little comedy rants from two British guys. Download our shows. You won't be disappointed. Well, you might be. But if you are... You just hit unsubscribe. Because they're free. Because it's pay free. Anything. You it doesn't pay cost anything. anything. It's a miracle. It's amazing. I uh, spoke to someone I went to school with the other day on the old Facebook sort of thing. And it was like, what do you do now and all this? And I told her about Simply Syndicated. And she had a look. And I'm like, oh, that's how much is it? It's, it's free. It's free. Mm. You can download it. It's free. You don't have to worry. And she did. And never heard from her again. That's fine, though, because I didn't really care. Probably offended her or something. Probably, I would hope so. Yeah. People find our content offensive. I don't know why. <laughs> we swear a lot. Do we? And we talk about rag- Riker uh, shanging people. Yeah, and, and leaving cum stains to, on the holodeck yeah, floor. Yeah, there's mopping up cum. I think we've been quite clear until this end bit. We've just gone and but, explicit tabbed ourselves. Why not? I just put it on all of them. We're just rambling now. This yeah. is turning into an episode of Weekend Watchers, so we'll end this. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went, <laughs> he went there, didn't he? He did. Oh, he yeah. went there. He oh, went yeah. there. Oh dear! Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> yeah, you went there. <laughs>